Welcome to Faithful Sayings, a podcast of the Olson Park Church of Christ. For a few minutes, let's talk about God's Word. I'm Kyle Pope, preacher at Olson Park. Thanks for joining us. It was recently pointed out to me that two commands found in the New Testament might easily be misunderstood as contradictory. Let's take a look at these and consider what the Holy Spirit is teaching in each passage. The first comes in the Sermon on the Mount. As Jesus elaborates on his command to love your enemies, Matthew 5, verse 44, as he urges his disciples to exemplify the Father's willingness to do good to both the just and the unjust, chapter 5, verse 45, he asks parallel questions. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Chapter 5, verse 46a. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Chapter 5, verse 47a. He explains that even the tax collectors, the personification of wickedness, do these things. Chapter 5, verse 46b and 47b. The clear charge here is that if one is a follower of Christ, he must not merely greet his brethren, but even his enemies. The second command comes in the brief second epistle of the Apostle John. After warning that a failure to abide in the doctrine of Christ puts one in a position in which he or she does not have God, the Apostle then addresses how the Christian must treat those who have transgressed the doctrine of Christ. He commands, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. How is it that we must greet even our enemies, but we share in the evil deeds of another person if we greet the one who transgresses the doctrine of Christ? To understand this, we must first consider what is meant by the term greet. Although most translations simply put this greets him, as in the New King James Version or English Standard Version, or gives him a greeting from the New American Standard, there is a little more that can be gleaned from the Greek text. The Holy Spirit led John to use the Greek word kairo. Thayer defines it, number one, to rejoice, be glad. Number two, to rejoice exceedingly. Number three, to be well, to thrive. Number four, in salutations, hail. The key concept is joy. Forty-two times the King James Version translates it rejoice. So why is it translated greet? In ancient Greek, it was quite common to use the imperative form of this word as an initial greeting or when saying goodbye to someone. It would be like saying rejoice. New Testament writers show examples of this in both the beginnings, James 1 and verse 1, and endings of epistles, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11. In 2 John, there are actually three words that make up the phrase. The pronoun for him, the verb meaning to speak, and the word kairo. In verse 10 and 11, it literally describes saying to him rejoice. John is not teaching that Christians are forbidden from saying hello to someone. He is teaching that we must never communicate to someone who has stepped outside of the teaching of Christ that they can rejoice in such a condition. Alexander Campbell, in his Living Oracles translation, put this 
wishes him success. We can compare this to the similar Hebrew custom that continues to the present. To say hello or goodbye, one might say shalom. That literally means peace. Jesus likely alludes to this when he sends out the twelve to spread the gospel. He tells them, if the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, but if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. Matthew 10, verse 13. These Jewish disciples quite likely went out teaching with the greeting, Shalom, peace. If their message was received, this appeal for the well-being of those who were taught would remain. If the people rejected it, Jesus says to let your peace return to you. In other words, do not wish them peace when they are not in a condition in which they can be at peace. That would actually encourage them in their rebellion to God's word. In the time of Jeremiah, the Lord rebuked those who said to his rebellious people, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Jeremiah 6, verse 14, and Jeremiah 8, verse 11. This is the key to understanding how Jesus' command to greet even our enemies, and John's command not to greet the transgressor of the doctrine of Christ, harmonize. In the example of Jesus' instructions to the twelve we just considered, just before this, he said, And when you go into a household, greet it. Matthew chapter 10, verse 12. The word he uses here is not the same word John used, but it is the same word used in the Sermon on the Mount. It is the Greek word aspadzomai, meaning, number one, to draw to oneself. Number one, A, to salute one, greet, bid welcome, wish well to. Number one, B, to receive joyfully, to welcome, according to Thayer. Oddly enough, the King James Version translates this word, salute, 42 times. This is what we are to do even to our enemies. Like the twelve, Christians are to welcome, receive, and attempt to draw to ourselves all people in the name of Christ. This is not a matter of wishing them joy or peace in their rebellion to God. It is kindness and courtesy, like God shows to the just and the unjust. We, like God, are to do good to others, whether they have done good to us or not. Compare Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. But also, like the twelve, if those whom we have tried to influence reject God's word, or, having received it, do not abide in the doctrine of Christ, we must never in any way express to them that they can rejoice or be at peace in such a condition. If we do that, if we do that, we become complicit in their rebellion. We share in their evil deeds. Instead, like the twelve, we must let our peace return back to us. We want the best for them. We are not rude or unkind to them. We hope for their change of heart and some future opportunity to correct the error of their ways. But we must never allow them to think that we sanction, approve, and encourage them to remain in rebellion. This is the distinction in the two commands. There is no contradiction. The Holy Spirit is addressing two different conditions and two responses brought on by these differences. In Christ alone my hope is found.
Thank you for listening. To learn more about our work, visit olsonpark.com. If you're in Amarillo, Texas, come worship with us at 4700 Andrews Avenue in Amarillo, 79106. And please tune in again to Faithful Saved.